Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and our wonderful guest today is comedian Mickey Bell. He says that, you know, this is what do you do when you take a man depressed? You hype him up with antidepressants and you throw him on stage and you get Mickey Bell. What do we do when we are facing depression? When he says whether an adult or a teenager, man, woman, having to deal with depression, it's impossible to manage your own. When you think about what comes with illness, low self-esteem, anxiety and stress, most of the time it can become impossible to manage your own. So why should you reverse the course of depression? It's a self-help book which teaches us how to setting small reachable goals is definitely the right choice when it comes to providing the necessary guidance you need to deal with the effects of depression. He is a comedian, an encourager, an author of the reverse the course of depression and a step-by-step guide on, on healing us with emotional disease. Laughter is the cure folks, but how do we laugh when right now we watch the news pandemic is still going on, anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers, anti-anything. We've got just everybody in a state of flux right now, still very much in the hurricane of hysteria out there. And it's very, very easy to get wound up. Even you go, I'm removed, I'm removed, I'm removed. But it's still very easy to get caught up. And if you're at all empathic, you're going to feel every emotion that's out there. And unfortunately, the emotions that are out there right now are quite in a turmoil. How do you find the laughter? How do you, Mickey? Welcome to the show. Sarah, thank you so much for having me on your program. Out of all the people that you could have had, I'm just honored that you allowed me to come and be with you today. Oh, no, we need the joy, baby. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> we do need the joy. You know, they say laughter is great medicine. Mm. And I may not be that funny, but I say that I'm better than a colonoscopy. So there you go. We'll, <laughs> I'm having we'll had a couple of those. Listen, what you said in your introduction is the absolute truth. We have so much being thrown at us right now. And for those that deal with mental illness and those that deal with anxieties already, it's just multiplying. But I think every person is kind of getting a taste of what we live with Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And uh, it it is a struggle, but there is a way that we can live with this. And we just have to be patient. We have to breathe and we have to realize that you and I cannot solve everything that needs to be solved by the end of this week. No. And so we need to take that pressure off of ourselves. A hundred million percent agree with you. I suffer from depression and anxiety myself. It's always a check. You know, you've got to mm-hmm. keep the balance and keep the check. And no, no, I can't go down there. There's a rabbit hole over there, you know, and it's like, how do you breathe and, and remove Absolutely. yourself from the situation? And, you know, I was having a, a conversation with my son, which got very political. And I said, there's one thing I've learned in life, one battle at a time. Exactly. Right. And whatever that battle is, however big or small, just that's the battle you face. Don't try and load everything on because that will just suffocate you completely. 
Absolutely. You had a political conversation. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know dangerous. <laughs> people are having those these days. Yes. Wow. Okay. I didn't well, we're, in, were we're in the process that. of an election right now. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't know people had political conversations anymore. Um, but no, you know, the thing is, we have to first realize, let's just start from the very beginning. And I am one of those people I like to define things where everyone can understand it. And so without using all the technical terms and the terminologies, depression is simply this. Depression or an anxiety is simply the fact that your mind does not know how to respond to a tragedy moment that has happened in your life. And so what it does is it starts sending you what I call false narratives. Mm -hmm. It starts sending you thoughts trying to get you to buy into that particular emotion. So in essence, your mind is actually playing tricks on you. So what kind of thoughts? Well, thoughts like I'm not good enough, or I will never measure up, or I'm all alone, or I'm the only one that feels this way, or I need to cut myself, I need to overeat, or I need to take my life. So we need to understand that all that is, is just simply our mind sending us thoughts in contrast to the tragedy we've had in our life. And then it's up to us to decide if we're going to believe those thoughts that are being sent to us. Are we going to buy into it? Are we going to believe it? Or are we going to simply kind of take that thought captive, look for the truth inside that thought, and then start reversing it? That's how we reverse the course of depression is that we simply realize you dealing with depression doesn't make you a weak person. You're not sick. There's not something wrong with you. Mm -mm. It is just simply your mind has had such tragedy thrown at it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't know how to respond. And so we must learn how to respond to our own thoughts and to our own minds. And once we are able to do that, we can start learning how to live with a smile on our face, even though we may encounter depression. Yes. Uh, Two or three weeks ago, something happened that kind of threw my life into a little spiral. And it really was, you know, initially a a shock and then a panic and then, you know, all of the emotions Mm. that you go through. And there was no clarity coming because you clarity does not come when you're in the emotion. But you know, I, I do my own show every week, Sarah's View of Life, and, and I have to do it on this. And it's like permission to go through the emotion. And, you know, we have to go through those levels of emotion before we get to clarity. You know, well, you just need to do this. No, you just need to do that. No, you're in the, uh, your own hurricane yeah. at that point, right? And yeah, you're yeah. swirling and it doesn't matter what you're throwing at somebody. It's like they've got to go through that emotion. You know, the, the despair, the madness, the sadness, the anger, the this and that. Until you get to that, oh, I've spent that emotion. Uh, it's out of me. Now, Mm. what can I see before me? And now you can actually see what you are empowered to do about it. But you can't do that when you're initially being thrown into it. And I think we don't allow ourselves enough to go through the emotion because everybody snap out of it. I tell you, if anybody tells me to do that again, Mm. (laughs) there might be a different type of snap coming their way. (laughs) Most definitely. Sarah, the most powerful thing you just said was right there is that we have to go through the emotion. And the reason some of us struggle more than others is because we fail to go through, we get in the middle of it and we stay. And so going 
through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to keep walking. You've got to keep moving forward. The moment you stop and the moment you allow yourself to be overtaken with everything yeah. that's going on that is surrounding you at that moment, it is going to bring you down. So that is one of the most powerful things you can say is that you've got to go through it. Don't stop. Don't stop and try to smell the roses because there are no roses to be smelled. Keep walking, keep going forward and everything you do, keep focused on what is ahead of you and not focused on what's behind you. I think the the, uh, companion you take with you is you can get through this. You can get through Mm -hmm. this. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, anytime I'm thrown into a spiral, and there's been many in my life, I look back and go, well, I've overcome a hell of a lot more than this. Most Uh, definitely. Right? You know, I had the strength. I had the courage. I had the ability. I'm just in flux right now because I'm in shock or emotion as to what has happened. And it's okay. You know, the depression came right up. And it's like, Uh uh-huh. Ah, you know, it's a blanket that throws itself over you and it wants to cling to you. I had to go back on my antidepressants and then just simply go through it. It's okay to have the emotions. Exactly. You 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 can't have clarity. Yeah. Let's just say this. You have to. Your body is made that way. Yes. And you say, what do you mean it's made that way? Well, it's made for when you get sad, you cry. Yes. Your tears are a healing factor for your body. So when you go through anger and you have to scream, go somewhere Mm. and scream. Yes. You've got to get it out of your body. So it's important that you do that. You know, I think an awful lot of uh, illness today is dis-ease. It's a dis-ease of the mind, which is a mm-hmm. dis-ease of the body. I did a show a while ago about the, you know, the equilibrium of the brain. When it is out of sync, it's not sending the right messages throughout the body. And the body then gets anxious because it's not getting the right information. Correct. And then you get dis-ease, which manifests in disease. You know, it hits the weakest point of your body. And an awful lot of disease that we have today, I truly and honestly do believe is being brought about by stress, anxiety, or depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the things that we're really looking for in life is an equilibrium. Now, we realize I'm a Libra. And so I know it's never about perfect balance, but it's about the scales going up and down gently and not extremely, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want the extremes. We don't even want the extremes joy because we know that there's the opposite, right? Right, right. It's keeping that happy medium and that happy balance. What can we do in life to keep that happy balance so that we are not thrown so off kilter? Well, see, that's a great question. And the reason that's such a great question is because that's exactly how people who deal with them, uh, depression try to live. They try to keep that balance. Then when you start throwing COVID, yes. mandates, masks, yes. all these other things, shutdowns, mm-hmm. elections, whatever you want to throw, now all of a sudden, what's beyond our control starts yes. throwing us off yes. balance. And so I think what we have to do is you and I have to learn, like you have to learn, where is your Mm go-to? Where is your go-to to to get that peace? Where is your go-to to to settle down? And I'm just going to say settle down because a lot of times we'll get ourselves so worked Mm -hmm. up and we need to have that moment. For some people, it's a song. For some people, they can find a song. For some people, it's maybe reading. For some people, it could be prayer. Uh, Whatever it may be that gives you peace in that moment, That's what you have to run to. And I think one of the most important things that people could do that are listening to us right now is to find out what is their go-to. Yeah. What what is their go-to thought? What is their go-to song? What is their go-to moment? And when it seems like 
that this world is putting so much pressure on you and it's throwing you off balance, then you've got to make time. I don't care if you don't have time. You've got to make time to go to your place, to go to your moment and just have a moment of peace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this interesting thing is music has always been it for me. And it's not always the words, it's music itself. So on goes the headphones. I could be busy working. The music's in there. And I have done many, many shows on frequency energy. And, you know, we're always asking people to rise up, raise their vibration, raise their frequency, get Mm -hmm. onto a higher wavelength, because the higher you go in that frequency, the more you go to the love vibration. In that love vibration, you can weather any storm and people are there for each other. But one of the things I realized with the correlation between the music and, you know, the the vibrational uh, teachings that are going on, it is all about frequency. And if you're drawn to certain music, it may not, may be the words, but very often it's just the music is actually turning your frequency up, right? And if you can turn that frequency up, it's occupy your mind doing something mundane and allow the other just to bring the equilibrium, bring the balance. And and you find afterwards like, ah, that deep breath that you couldn't do before is you're now breathing in a nice, you know, smooth way. And it's, Okay, all right. Now I can see things better, mm-hmm, right? But mm-hmm. you have to find what it is. You know, for some people, it could be jogging, could be running, could be punching Absolutely. a bag. But- That's not me. I'll just tell you right now. It's not me. I am not jogging and I am not running. I'm just, right with now, you. I may be running. Now I can run to the Krispy Kreme, but that's about as far as I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be that person. I think, though, you know, talking about everything that's thrown at us, One of the things that I've noticed with individuals that have been going through depression during this season of everything that's going on in our world is that they tell me, they'll say, Mickey, I thought I had a handle on it. And I'm like, you do have a handle on it. You had a handle to to handle the structure of your own life. Now, when all of a sudden this other starts coming in and you find yourself having to go to your music or go to that moment or go to your medication a little more, that's not because you're getting worse. It's simply because you've got more stuff being thrown. Overloaded, overloaded. And you've got to be able to accept that. That that doesn't mean that you're going backwards. It just means you're you're having to endure what's being thrown at you. And that's okay. Yes. Because my goodness, look at what's being thrown at us. You so, know, it, I mean, it, it's going to test it, everybody. Yes. I mean, you know, previously we talked about Afghanistan and what's going on there. And it's absolutely horrific. And it's, you know, 20 years there. Uh, and yet still mm. no peace, no equilibrium. Immediately kind of it's gone right back, you know, and even almost worse. And and you feel so helpless because you want to help people. And, you know, we look at here, we had an enormous amount of homeless situation. We've got an incredible amount of opioid you know, situation. We've got a hell of a lot of poverty and people have lost businesses and this and that. And, you know, you care. You care about these people. You care about their livelihood. You care about their safety. And again, it's kind of pick your battle. One thing, mm-hmm. it's good to care. The fact that you're caring, the fact that even you might be even hurting is good because it shows you a human compassionate being. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So thank yourself for that. Do not shut that compassion down, but just look at how can you use it? What are you empowered to do? And mm-hmm. you can't go out and save everyone, but maybe there's one thing you can do that can make a difference. And that's what we have to focus on. Yeah. Only what we are capable yes. of doing. Yes. Um, because here uh, we're, we're trying to figure out an election. We're trying to figure out COVID. We're trying mm. to figure out shutdowns. 
We're trying to figure out vaccinations, all this. Okay. I can't control any of that. Nope. As much as I want to. Now, do I have an opinion about all of it? Absolutely, but I can't control it. No. So I have to get myself to the moment where my mind starts getting so unraveled with everything that's going on. I have to take a breath and say, now, wait a minute, Mickey, you you can't do anything about it. I can do what takes place inside my home and I can do what takes place inside of me. So I do what I need to do to protect myself and to make myself happy. Now, that means I can still be happy even though this world yes. looks like it's being turned upside down. How can I be that way? Well, I have chosen to do that. Yes. I have chosen not to allow that to affect me. Now, that takes a lot of stamina. Yeah. It takes a lot of motivation. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. And that's yeah. the one thing I think we have to say this. There is not a pill that will make this disappear. Or a downloadable app. No, no, you can't do it. There is not a song. No. There's nothing. No, no, no so magic You have anything. to understand, it's going to be work. And yes. so you have to make sure that you're going to do your job into working to make sure that you experience the happiness and joy that you want to have in your life. And the moment that you're able to start doing it for your own structure and your own daily living, then when these things come out and they come after you, you're able to better to fight it off. Be the light that others are going to seek, right? When you become that beacon of light and that beacon of inspiration, that beacon of strength, um, you know, then people are drawn to you, you know, absolutely. um, And it's like, how do you do it? Now you can share it. And it's a quick little story of my son. Um, When COVID happened, I'd gone over there because he had snapped his Achilles and I'd mm. gone over there to look after him. And then like th- three days later, he owns a restaurant. And so I was going to work in the restaurant and look after him. Three days later, <laughs> shut down. And so, th- you know, there he is in his cast, you know, by the phone, taking orders for, for pickup, you know, and the news come in, you know, and it's like, I have to pivot. Uh, you know, I've got 33 mm-hmm. staff. How, how can I do that when nobody can come in? And so it was like, how do I maintain the staff? How do I maintain my, my community? And I'm exceedingly proud of him because he's gone over and above, you know, with innovation, creativity. But and then he had a breakup of, you know, six years and, and a breakup. And then all of a sudden it was just like it was too much for him. He carried too much. Of course. And his staff made him cards. His staff came to him and said, it's OK, boss. We're here for you. Go and take the time you need. This is your time. You've been there for us. Wow. You provided a job for us. And he's literally got people moving closer so they can work there and be a part of it. And it's um, he, one of the things that he had to learn. It's okay to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's okay to ask people for help. Yes. Right? Now, it's not the moaning and groaning. It's just saying, I'm saturated. Mm-hmm. I'm saturated. Get someone pulled the plug. Yeah, and it's okay to appear weak at times. Yes, that's because not a weakness. Because we are so afraid that if someone sees us weak, that that makes us less of a man yes. or less of a woman. Yeah, and you have to understand. No, that's part no. of life. That's part of life. Uh, you don't. You know, you don't want to stay weak, and you don't want to remain in that uh, in that scenario. But it's okay for people to help you, and it's okay for people to come alongside of you. Have you seen that wonderful um, Facebook talk? Uh, uh, Men are enough. Um, I have not. It's wonderful. I've actually done a show on it where I, I had to post it and uh, and comment on it because it was a bunch of men celebrities, you know, talking about 
their vulnerability, their weaknesses, mm. their struggle, and everybody looks at them, you know, oh, you're successful, you're this and that, you must have it all together. And they're saying that, you know, this whole John Wayne thing of like, you know, I've got it, and I don't need anybody, I'm just going to shoot my way through it, you know, is a passe. Good John Wayne, by the way. <laughs> that was a good John Wayne. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> taking out the gun and shooting your way through it is not the solution we have. And it's like men feel that they don't have to permission to be vulnerable to to be sensitive and to talk and it's just this no you know i'm strong all the time no we don't want you strong all the time as women we want that vulnerability we want you to be able to talk to us and and talk with yourselves and it's like i think the shift is happening but i think an awful lot of heart attacks or even cancer uh, breakdowns that happen with men is because yeah. there is that lack of permission to be able to express themselves Absolutely. And I think you just described what I have been doing with comedy mm -hmm. because when I do my comedy shows, we are up there, we're making people laugh, getting everybody loose. And then at some point in my show, I'm going to take about three to five minutes and I'm going to share my story about dealing with depression. And it's almost like it throws people for a loop because yeah. they're like, wait a minute, you're, you're, we just got finished laughing. I'm yes. laughing till I'm hurting. I'm hoping they're laughing till they're hurting. They're <laughs> laughing till they're hurting. And then all of a sudden they're going to say, wait a minute, you mean you're messed up? Because they don't expect that. And so that is pretty much, you just described exactly what we do on a weekly basis. Mm. We use laughter yes. to tear down the walls so that we can deal with the real stuff that takes place. Then I will have people come up to me after my shows and they will say things like, I have not laughed that hard in a long time, or I've not had a reason to laugh in over a year, or I've not laughed in three years and you just helped me open up. And I will say, don't you feel better? And they're like, oh my goodness, I feel yes. so much better. So don't and close up. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So that, that's exactly what we've been giving people permission to do is mm. laugh and have a good time. And they're like, can we laugh during a pandemic? Absolutely, because yes. if not, you're going to go crazy. Right. And, you know, it comes to mind the most beautiful Robin Williams. I mean, talk about talent, talk about extreme. I mean, talk about laughter, but also any of his serious movies yes. and things. Also, it's just like this man was so beautifully deep, but he dealt with depression all the time Absolutely. that eventually took his life. And so we look at him and think, you know, how could somebody like that so exuberant? And it's like he chose the path of laughter to even help overcome his own. And then mm -hmm. every now and again, that rabbit hole opens up and swallows even the best, right? Oh, listen, I could go in so many different directions with that. First of all, Robin Williams uh, just had some great quotes where he said, be kind to everyone because you don't know what everybody's going through. Exactly. And just, just some things like that that he said. But yeah, what people don't understand is a lot of times when you see comics uh, and it's true for me. I mean, I knew that I had a good possibility of being successful because the successful comics were those that were the most screwed up. And I'm yes. like, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I mean, I looked at my family and I'm like, there's nothing going to hold us back. I'm screwed up. Yeah, that's the, me as a think, coach, right? You've got, you yes. got to be screwed up to understand the screw-ups. <laughs> Put that on my application. <laughs> but then, you know, a lot of people don't realize is, you know, they say, have you been funny all of your life? Well, I've attempted to be because that was my way yeah. of covering up my pain. Yes. I had to be sure that when I went into a room knowing 
my downfalls and knowing my weaknesses and knowing things about myself that others did not know, um, I had to take control of the room because I thought if I can take the power away from the people, yes. then I can take away the ability they have to hurt me. So what oh, yeah. I would do is I would constantly come into the room take control of the room by using laughter and then that way and hoping it would shed the light all of my insecurities. And now the only difference is I just get paid to do that. Yes. But I'm <laughs> strictly still doing exactly what I did as a nine and 10 year old boy mm -hmm. in that I'm just walking into a room or walking on stage or walking into a spotlight and I am just using laughter and humor to take away the ability for someone to use my insecurities against me. God, are you speaking my language here? I mean, I, I was an incredible, I was a very sickly child. So very often, uh -huh. you know, several months in bed all the time, asthmatic, et cetera. And so I would go back to school and they think I would be the new girl you know, yes. because they haven't seen me in so long. And I was incredibly insecure, incredibly shy. And then my mom, you know, picked me up from England and took me out to South Africa where she just discovered herself. And like, I'm just suddenly landed in this yeah. world that is really open and very outdoorsy and everything is about, you know, embracing life. And like, I, I had to become a different persona. So, you know, I became olive oil. I became the idiot or I became the counselor. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I would step outside of myself to be something else, to hide the insecurity exactly. that lay within me. But it ended up being who I really was anyway. I've always been the counselor. I was counseling my teachers at school mm -hmm. because I, I channeled so that knowingness was coming through me and it you know eventually became something that I recognized was the gift inside of me so you know we may put on this facade initially to hide who we are but really what it is it's that it's a you know the who we think we should be we eventually become you know? exactly we become that person yeah yeah, that strength. If, but well, that still but doesn't mean that the vulnerability is not there. <laughs> but we've trained ourselves to live that way. Yes. And so, like, right now, my therapy is being on stage. Um, I can walk out on stage, grab the microphone, and that's my therapy. That's that's when I can release whatever I need to release. And I can do it in a funny way. And half the time, people don't even know when I'm being serious. But I can just release that, and that is my therapy. So, yeah, you'll find you'll find unique ways of how you can encourage other people just by being you. Yep. Yes. Um, and, you know, for me, it, it's the shows. It doesn't matter how down I am, how tired I am, how this or that I am. I get on the shows. It's the energy. Right. So, Absolutely. you know, it doesn't matter if you've just been hit by a cosmic two by four. You're going to get out there all wobbly, but you're going to do the show because the show must go on. It must go on. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I can't watch the news because the news is just all about bad news you know fear cells i say they take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption mm -hmm. anything to build mm -hmm. the hysteria but so i watch you know like colbert or trevor noah from the daily show so you're kind of getting the news but you're getting it with a good dose of humor because that sometimes is the only way you can get it right Correct. because if you don't laugh about it you're just going to go ah! mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? um I must find that it sometimes is extremely hard as a comedian to take something that is so kind of tragic that's going on in the world and find the laughter in it that, you know, to become that release valve for people. It's well, what's even more difficult than that is the fact that the line has shifted. 
mm. uh, where where once like I used to watch Johnny Carson on the Tonight Show, yeah. and it did not matter who was the president. Yeah. They were going to be the butt of his jokes. It didn't matter what affiliation. It didn't even matter who he voted for. Right. But now it's like if you make a joke about mm. if I were to make, uh, President Trump or President Biden, now all of a sudden I'm going to be put into a category yeah. and people are going to take that to be offensive. And I'm like, wait a minute, we're just laughing here. Yes. And so there is a part of my show where I talk about COVID. And I've had people who have gotten upset with me. I've gotten some very dirty emails and I've had people get up and walk out of the show. And they said, I cannot believe that you're so disgraceful that you're making fun of something that is so serious. And I'm like, no, no, no. They're totally missing the point. Right. I'm not making fun of the illness. I'm making fun of the hypocrisy that has been said around the illness. Right. Because there's been some funny stuff. Yes. There's yes. been some funny stuff. Like you've got to wear your mask to walk into a restaurant, but you can take it off the moment you sit down. That's funny stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy, right? So I don't make fun of that. But you, and the thing about comedy that you have to understand is when you walk into a room of strangers, the thing that's going to be the funniest is the one thing that everyone has in common that is familiar with everyone. Right. And you have to be able to talk about these things. You've got to be able to talk about the election, yeah. about the president, you know, I mean, you got to be, be able to make a joke about the fact that president Biden looks like he's sleeping every time that a camera is on him. I mean, and it doesn't matter if you voted for him or not. Can we not laugh at some of the funny things that are taking place? We're going to laugh at Trump's hair. We're going to, you know, the well, orange man. I mean, I mean, he gave us plenty to laugh at. I mean, <laughs> it was on, almost the white so coat many, coming to take us away. <laughs> you've got so much stuff that you can just throw out there. But now people take it so serious that, I know. you know, now if you make a joke, they're making everything political or they're saying everything has an agenda. And so that line has been moved so far yeah. that it's gotten very difficult. And a lot of your mainstream secular comics have come out and said, it's hard for us to even do our job anymore right. yeah. because everything we say is going to be taken seriously. Yeah, John Cleese did one a little bit a while ago on Facebook about political correctness and say, it's humor, folks, you know, lighten up. And, you know, I'm a true colors coach, which is the four key personalities where you all have different perspectives and we have a strength that is one our key perspective. And I always say that if we could address all four perspectives, that means we're speaking to all four personalities mm -hmm. out there and we can then, you know, have the whole and see it from other people's side. We'll understand that everybody's got a good point of view. Yes. Right. But we're so fixated on one point of view that we're not willing to listen to the other, nor are we willing to respect that there is a different point of view. And mm -hmm. we've become extremely uptight because COVID has become politicalized. Right. It's yes. no longer the health crisis. It's a political crisis. Most now. And, you know, the economic situation that goes along with it. And of course, you know, the whole Afghanistan thing. When Mother Nature is so pissed off with it, she's just trying to evict us because we're not paying attention to her. And it's like, I almost feel that it's just a, a kind of a media smokescreen for us to not pay attention. Look what happened when we first had the lockdown, how everybody came together. Yeah. We realized that we are better together. 
We were out there supporting the frontline workers. We were out there supporting our neighbors. We were out there in compassion. We were out there, you know, being grateful for the town time, downtime we had to spend time with ourselves. So many shows I've done and like that time made me pivot into a totally different direction. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. now doing something I really love doing because it gave me that permission. We're not looking at the gift of things. And if we look at the gift of things, we realize there's an awful lot to smile about. But we've also got to look at our media, which is very politically driven. It's about doom and gloom and fear and control and hysteria. Stop buying it. Yes. Well, in a lot of things, people say, well, everybody's got an opinion. I've got an opinion, but I can't share it. Here's why I can't share it. Because we don't even know what the truth is. Right. We cannot get the truth about anything. I mean, you could line up seven doctors to talk about COVID. You could line up seven different doctors to talk about the vaccination. You're going to get 14 different <laughs> variations of what they think. And yes. they all could be certified right. and treating people on a daily basis. And you, you mentioned that about the media. That's the thing that concerns me most is the mm -hmm. fact that you've got people who are literally watching the news they're they're taking in word for word they're hanging on every word that the media says and they don't realize you're only getting one side of the story and it doesn't matter which side you're watching right. you're getting that particular viewpoint so i don't watch it i, I don't watch the news mm. i i have certain sources that i may read just to get an update but you know what? With my mind and my emotions, I can't handle it. And you know right. what? I can I can handle admitting to you, I can't handle it. Right. And so if I'm going to stay sane, yes. And if I'm going to stay doing my job of making other people laugh, um, I'm going to have to refrain from it sometimes. And that means even on social media. I mean, I get sent stuff all the time, and it's like I'm not going to entertain anything that comes out spitting and spatting. If you're coming out spitting and spatting and angry and this and that, switch off. I'm, yeah. There's no truth in that. All you use is anger. Give me some facts. Give me some rationale. Let me do it myself. Let's, let's have a conversation. But spitting and spatting and sensationalism, that's what the media is all about. I'm not interested in that. I'm, you know, I very much believe in common sense. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, whether you believe in COVID or not, masks or vaccines or not, whether you just think it's a bad flu, well, let's treat it as a bad flu then. I don't want it. Exactly. I don't want to catch it. So what are the precautions? Wash hands. What? You didn't wash your hands before? Yeah. Right? That, no, okay, <laughs> yeah. And, and people now aren't cleaning services like you didn't clean Sarah, your services before. <laughs> you are writing material for me. I mean, when I see a restaurant that says we have taken extra precaution to make right. sure that our restaurant is clean for you, I'm like, and you didn't before? Right. right. <laughs> and why do we hands? have to have a sign in the restroom to remind the employees to wash their hands? Are I they know. forgetting? Yes, I know. I okay. know. Actually, you know, See, now that's the stuff that we can talk about right. and laugh about. Yeah. But then you've got people who would choose a side over that. Right. You, you know what it is? Is that you're not looking for laughter. You're looking, yes. you're looking for a fight. And exactly. if you're looking for a fight, please take it over to the fight club. You're in the exactly. comedy club right now. Exactly. Right. So exactly. it's okay to say to people, wrong arena, not interested. Exactly. So, and especially, you know, if, empathic, sensitive, uh, anxiety, depression, doesn't matter, any of those things, they're going to switch you on and pull you in very easily and you have to have your boundaries. 
right? Exactly. This is my channel, my domain. If you don't want to laugh, don't come here. Yeah, you can leave if you want. You can. There's nobody holding you back. Exactly. (laughs) This show is called Choose Positive Living. If you're not willing to choose it, turn to a different channel. If you don't want to be positive, choose something else. Yes, go and be miserable elsewhere, but just not. There is plenty of miserable shows to Uh, watch. Plenty. Yeah, exactly. And you know, a million more podcasts came up during COVID. I've been doing this nine, nine and a half years now. And well, it's congratulations like, to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm uh, exceptional people, people honest and open like yourself. I, you know, I, I looked at humanity and I thought, I just want to delete, you know, beam me up, Scotty, please. Absolutely. And, and then I started doing this and I started meeting people and, and hearing their stories, their strength, their courage, their abilities, what they stepped into, the service now to humanity. And it was just like, oh my God, there are so many exceptional people in the world that are doing so many incredible things. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Where are they? Why don't we why don't we spotlight them? Yes. You don't hear that. So this is my calling to spotlight the people who are willing to be vulnerable, willing to share their story and willing to share a solution. Because that is encouragement, that is inspiration. Plenty of podcasts have come up with the oh, hysteria. Yeah, yeah. If that's what you're into, you're ready for a heart attack, right? That's your choice. You chose to listen to it. You chose to buy into the hysteria. You chose not to laugh. Then that is your choice. Don't blame it on anyone else. Absolutely. You can turn it off as quick as you turned it on. Exactly. And that means even your friends. I love you dearly, yes. but this is the boundary of our conversation. I'm not going there. Exactly. Right? We can we can say that we disagree and let's just not talk about it. Exactly. There's plenty of yeah. other stuff. What happened before COVID? What did we talk about? We talked about our football teams. We chose a side. <laughs> yeah. We chose a side. And whenever they met on Sunday, we would we would talk trash all yeah. week long. <laughs> and then after the game was over with, we would move on to something else. Exactly. Exactly. But, and now know, it's now we've become so side driven. Now oh. it's those who are wanting to wear a mask versus those who don't want to wear a mask. Those who want to be vaccinated, those who don't want to be vaccinated, those who voted this way, those who voted that way. And we're just we're drawing the line. And it's almost like we have to be divided in everything we do. And I'm just trying to tell people we don't have to be. No, we, you know, you know I don't like wearing a mask, but I do. Yeah, you, you know, just, just out of respect you for someone do. else, right? You it's just like, choose what you want to do. Lighten up, folks. Lighten up, exactly. you know. And we definitely do need the laughter right now because we have really, you know, gone down that rabbit hole. And you know, so many people, in, um, obviously, as a spiritual person, know many people who are empaths. And I have to say to them, switch everything off. Exactly. What gives you joy? What gives you joy? Go and do that. Most you know, I, I have a, a new grandson, five and a half my grandson, and I make sure I go over there. And like the other day I was cat sitting for my daughter and she was away showing the baby off. He, they came home late. He was half asleep. She plonked him in my hands and he immediately sat there. He's five months and he's telling me about his entire weekend. <laughs> Big eyes, so earnest. And it's like, how can you not find joy in that? Exactly. Go and find your joy. You recognize the fact that you are in the manure and you're not going to get out of it until you choose to, right? Wash it's it a up. choice. It's, it's a, a choice. choice. Everything is, a, even abstaining from a choice is a choice. 
And those that are dealing with depression or an anxiety right now that are listening to us, you have a choice. Yes. You, you seem to think, well, no, the world's all against me. I can't get out of this. No, you're making the choice not to get out of it. You're listening to the lies that your mind is telling you. And what we're trying to get you to understand is your choice to be happy. You yeah. will become happy when you choose to be happy yes. and you will choose to do things that make you happy. And so if you want to try to blame this one, that one, and everybody yeah. else on why you're in the condition you're in, no, honey, listen to me. You're choosing to remain where you are yeah. and the way you get out of it is to make the choice to get That's out of it. Pointing a finger, three are pointing back at you. It's saying, well, what are you going to do about it? You drank exactly. that Kool-Aid, right? It's in You're your system. You, you, know? can, you can make that choice. Yes, exactly. And, you know, as, it, as I said to my son, you know, it's like choose your battle. I know, you mm -hmm. know, when I was young, I wanted to fight every battle and every wrong in the world. And it's like if everybody chose one battle, you know, when you look at the changes that are happening in life, it's because somebody made a choice to stand up for that, to Absolutely. make the change, to shift the whole perspective, to do something different. And then it became a momentum that had a huge impact on people's lives positively. Yes. You know, we could be that person, whether it's on mass or whether it's just imagine if you just decided to be happy within yourself, to be the joy within yourself. Mm -hmm. To be the love and the laughter within yourself and you around people in that state of being. Are you not now being a solution to someone? Because exactly. you are uplifting instead of a downer. Mm -hmm. We don't need downers. No, we don't. But you need to make the choice that yeah. you're going to walk away from those. Yes. Yes. You know, put boundaries, draw lines in the sand, ever how you want to describe it, and then stick to it. Right. Don't allow people to come across a line that you have drawn for yourself and for your own sanity yeah. for the sake of your joy, for the sake of your happiness, start making decisions that will turn your life around right. and any person that gets in your way, remove them. Right. And you know, you know, it's sometimes people say, yeah, but that's a family member or my best friend, you know? And you know, when I was in my, what I call my spiritual recovery, it was, I had to say to people, I'm not available for you. I'm not available. Mm -hmm. All the time I gave you, I have to now give myself. If you're there for me on the other side, wonderful. If not, catch you sometime, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're not putting yourself first, and I don't mean narcissistic because narcissism uses other people for their own benefit. I'm talking about you fortifying yourself in heart, soul, mind, spirit, in every other way. If you then become that beacon of light for other people, people will draw to you for that positive energy. Positive energy begets positive energy. Yes. I call it the ruler effect. Six to 12 inches. I know people deal in centimeters nowadays, but I'm an old fart. Mm -hmm. So uh, six to 12 inches is the, they've chosen to live on a higher vibration. You've got those four fives that are, are working very hard to get to that level. But you've mm -hmm. got your one, two, and three who are the piranhas. And what they love to do is go uh, over to the fours and fives. And as they gain that energy, they come and suck it right out of them. And this is why you see somebody who's doing so well. And you go, why have they suddenly gone backwards? Because the people around them have sucked the life out of them, right? Instead of them being around supportive people that have propelled them forward. Those one to threes are never going to go over to the positive side because they love the misery they're in. 
Right. You can't change them. You can't convince them. You can't heal them. You can't do anything for them. All you can do is close the door on them if you choose to live on the positive side. One of the illustrations that I used when you were talking about trying to get to a place where you want to get in life, but families holding you back. Mm -hmm. Think about this. Think about a hot air balloon. A hot air balloon can go as high as it wants to go, as far as it wants to go, unless it's tethered. Yeah. When it's tethered, it's tied to the ground. Now, you can go up in the air, but you're only going to be able to go so far. Now, the people that you leave on the ground, they want to know that you're going to stay within sight of where they are. Yes. But here's the thing. If you go untethered and you leave and you take a flight on a hot air balloon, guess what you do? You come back to that spot because that's where you took off from and that's your landing place. And guess what? Your family's still there waiting on you. So if you are not going as high or accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish or being able to go and do what you want to do, it may not be the faults of the heavens. It may not be anybody else holding you back except the people that have you tethered and you have to let the rope go so you can fly and soar where you want to be. It doesn't mean you're never coming back because you're going to have to land sometimes. It just means that you're going to allow yourself to go higher and further than you've ever allowed yourself to go before. And it's okay to take the rope off. It's also okay to even land somewhere else. You can land somewhere else, create a new life, and then invite them to come and see it and be inspired by it. If they come and they're still bitter and twisted and this and that, then you know, that's a closed door. If they come and go, oh my goodness, I never knew this about you. I love who you are now and what you're doing. You've inspired them to take their own journey, right? But you owe it to yourself to be the best instrument you are and join the best orchestra so you could be the best symphony that can invite others to rise up. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I think one of the biggest things with depression is when we feel helpless. And I think one of the biggest solutions for depression is being in purpose. Mm -hmm. We've got to feel purposeful. Yeah. Well, again, I keep going back to this. But when you feel helpless, it's because you're believing that you're helpless. Mm -hmm. When you decide, like, for instance, I had some people that I went and visited a psychiatrist or psychologist. I went and visited a physician that helped me get through one of the toughest moments in my life. But I didn't have to have them the rest of my life because they taught me how to do it myself. Yes. So I had to find out what Mickey had to do to help Mickey. Yes. So, yes, you may have to have an individual or two to help you get started. But you thinking that, well, I'm all by myself. Well, that's a lie. You got plenty of people around you. Yeah. Um, and you can be thinking like, I don't know what to do. All right. Well, get someone to guide you, but don't intend for them to do it for you. You've yes. got to fight this yourself. Yeah. You need someone in your life that is telling you how to do it, not doing it for you. And I think this is this is what I usually say when it comes to medications. The reason a lot of people don't want to take medication is because they have gotten a false view of it. Yeah. Medication for depression is not to make depression disappear. There is not medication powerful enough to do that. And people who become numb and over-medicated are simply trying to get that particular pill to do what it was never intended to do in the first place. Medication for me only gave me the opportunity to come on an even playing field 
so that I can do the work myself without being overwhelmed. It's right. not to do away with it. It's to be able to help me think with clarity so I can fight it myself. The fight never goes away. You're no. going to have to do it yourself and you're going to have to make up your mind to do it yourself. Medication's not going to do it for you. Other people's not going to do it for you. Uh, you're going to have to make the decision to do it yourself. So get busy picking yourself up, not waiting on somebody else to bail you out and get yourself busy into making a change in your life. And the moment you start doing that, you're going to start seeing some productivity taking place. Now, the reason I like to say it that way is because if I pick myself up, that means I don't have to depend on someone else mm -hmm. to always be there, nor do I have to fear about someone else knocking me down. Right. Yes. Because if I give them that power, they're going to keep me down. But yes. if I take the power away from them and I use it to pick myself up, then it doesn't matter who tries to walk all yes. over me. I'm going to pick myself right back up dust myself off and live happy. I would say the people that you meet along the path, you know, the, they're there to give you the wisdom on how to use your knowledge and you put it in your backpack in life and you journey through and you'll always meet someone along the way that you need in that moment. Yes. If you pay attention, if yes. your antennas are open <laughs> and you're never stuck and you're never alone, A, the universe is with you. If you open up those channels, that knowledge, that wisdom, that knowingness is always there, but also it'll always put in front of you somebody there, whether it's just sitting on a park bench, having a conversation, whether it is actually a counselor, whether it's somebody that you're there to help, and through yes. that help, you're helping yourself. We're, we're put always in the way. But the trouble is, is that we're going around with blinkers. Well, where's the answer? Where's the answer? Where's the answer? Take away the blinkers. It's all around yeah. you. Pay attention. Be more in tuned with who you are and why you are. You, you feel that depression coming up? Yeah, the medication, right? Do what it is you need to do to, to keep it in its place. Because mm -hmm. it's never going to go away. But you, what you don't want to do is give it the power, right? Exactly. We have the power. We have the power within us to empower others, to empower ourselves. If we pay attention to every step along the way, it's not about the destination. Life is about the journey. You got to take each step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And stop rushing. Most you definitely. Know? You know, it's enjoy. I mean, one of the things about getting older is the fact that you enjoy every step. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like it, the time to, to hear the 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 wind rustling through the leaves, the ocean hitting the shore, the laughter of the children. You know, when we're young, we're just, everything is about speed and getting there fast. And then when you slow down and you realize everything we have is always around us, there's Absolutely. always an answer. Absolutely. And if we could speak to those that are listening right now, who seems to think, you know what? I think I'm battling depression. Mm -hmm. I think there are some things going on inside of me. The very first thing you're going to say is what do I do? First, I would say go to your family doctor, share with them exactly what you're thinking, how you're feeling, and get their advice on it. Yeah. They may uh, tell you to go get some counseling. They may even prescribe you something. Mm -hmm. Do what they tell you to do. Get yourself on an even playing field and then find out what helps you yeah. make it through life. Find out what it is. And as Sarah, as you have said so perfectly, it may be you using your hands to help somebody else. Yes. It may be a comedian walking mm -hmm. out on stage using therapy as far as doing yes. comedy. 
you find out what it is that helps you be happy. And then you arrange your life to where you have more moments of your day being happy and doing those things than not doing those things. Then you are on your journey to being able to live with depression, but doing it with a smile on your face. Exactly. And, you know, as far as the medication, it took me going through numerous medications until I found the right one. Absolutely. And then when I found the right one, it was like, oh, no more rabbit holes. Thank you very much. I may get low days or sad days, but I don't go down into the ground, which is great. I had this wonderful interview. I've interviewed him three times, uh, Bobby Henline. He's a comedian, but he was blown up in a hummy. All his friends were gone. He was burnt right down to the skull and lost half of his arm. But he chose comedy as his healing. So he's, you know, out there talking about running his hands you know, through his hair. And, he's, you know, he's literally had, had to have flesh taken from other places to build eyelids and no lids oh, and this, that. And yet he is such an inspiration. He is, you know, and, and I had him on with another burn victim who was on America's Got Talent, Keshi, mm. who went very, very far. She's a singer. She was uh, in a plane crash, 65% of her body burnt. And she chose music, the singing. So where there is always something that that is our gift, it's our gift to ourselves, which then becomes a gift to other people that will see us through our darkest days. Mm-hmm. It's just we've just got to learn, look in as to what it is. You know, they both admit they go through dark days. As she said, one of the problems I have is the constant itching. Now, you know what it, when you have an itch, you've got yeah. to scratch it. We imagine all, all over your body and you can't scratch mm-hmm. it. And so, but she's chosen music and he chose laughter. And, you know, it's, there's always a choice, right? You, even if you're in the dark, dark humor, that is your humor. There's always somebody that likes that dark humor because it sheds light on the situation. Most definitely. I just feel like someone is listening right now. And I keep hearing the word baking, that they love to bake. And they're wondering, how can I use baking? Because when you bake for others, Mm. it gives you joy. So go bake those fried apple pies, take them to the neighbors, go bake some uh, whatever, bake a pie and take it down to your local fire department or police station or just honor somebody. But just do what gives you joy. And if you will spend more time doing that, then you will have more good days than you do bad days. You know, the one thing I think we're definitely here to do is to be of service, to be Mm -hmm. a contributor. And it's not about taking, you know, what does life owe me? It's like, what am I, what is my gift? What am I here to serve? Or who am I here to serve? When we step into that service, And we actually see the difference we make in other people's lives, however big or however small. That is such a wonderful impact. It brings such a smile to your heart. And even doing these shows, um, I may not know who it has an impact. And every now and again, somebody will say something. And it's like, and it's just like, "Ah, that warms my heart. It had an impact. It shifted someone's perspective. It lifted someone up. It was an answer to someone. So it's not... It's not always about what the result is. It's knowing in your heart that you are doing it, if making a difference, right? You contributed. You contributed. Because I, I firmly believe that, you know, when I'm worst in depression is when I feel helpless that I'm not yes. contributing. When, yeah, when I'm know, not working, when I'm not, yeah. when I'm not making progress in something, that's when I'm going to struggle the most. And, you know, as a comedian, you know, the stage is your forte, the laughter from the people. When now, you know, by Zoom, you know, what kind of audience do you have? 
it's so hard because you're not, you know, people think, oh, you just want the accolades. No, it isn't. It's the frequency of Most that definitely. laughter that's feeding you, that generates that energy that allows you to be more creative and even funnier. So people don't understand that artists do need an audience because they're the, you know, the plug in the wall. Exactly. Well, and it's just like this conversation that we've had for the past hour in the sense that we have just fed off of each other yes. and we've covered a, a lot of different thoughts. Mm -hmm. A lot of great things have been said, but it came because we were bouncing off of each other. Yes. And that's what happens when you put your hands and mind to work in helping other people. You bounce off of each other. Therefore, you encourage each other. You learn from each other. You grow from each other. Yes. And that helps you throughout your day. One of the things I actually liked about all the shows having to go and do it by Zoom, instead of the two or three minutes in the studio when you kind of feel it's rather facade, we yeah. would see people in their own homes, in their own gear. And we had some honest conversation or honest laughter. And, and it would just, I felt more real in many, many Most ways, definitely. more real. And we've had a taste of that realness now, you know, and how many celebrities say, I'm struggling. You know, I'm going through depression. Um, I have bipolar. I have this and that. And everybody put them up on that pedestal. They're yeah. not flawed because they had this. They're even more courageous because they had this, yet they still managed to climb up on your pedestal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we just got to keep fighting. Whatever <laughs> you do, don't stop fighting. No, no. Because that is, the fight isn't about, you know, the bullets. The fight is about, the love of life the joy of life there being is when you step into that exuberance energy you know when that laughter is happening when you can feel the I mean, when i see a comedian start laughing at their own joke and the, the there was one guy that got onto a subway and he just started laughing and he's laughing and laughing and laughing and then people are laughing at him and then everybody's laughing nobody knows what yeah. they're laughing about but laughter is contagious it's such yes, a it wonderful is. release it lifts you up afterwards and, oh, you know you can just feel that you've had an entire yoga moment you know? mm -hmm. and you feel kind of spent but you feel good and your cheeks are hurting from smiling it's medicine folks it's medicine absolutely, absolutely. We need to do more of it. So who's been your inspirer? Well, I just, you know, just different individuals that I have kind of been watching. Um, uh, we mentioned Robin Williams mm. uh, earlier, just in the sense of someone who has battled things like I have. I have watched other people and how they have battled. Yeah. So it may not be the the com the comic that may be popular or the one that that may be the funniest. Um, I watch people and different individuals. Many of them are not popular people. You right. do not know who they were, but it's just I've watched them fight and I've watched them run after things, mm. knowing the obstacles they had to overcome to do that. And yes. so that. It's been those individuals that I have watched that has motivated me uh, to be able to go and fight for the things that I want in my life. Exactly. Um, you know, a lot of people just see an appearance. Mm -hmm. uh, you look all right, so there can't be anything wrong. And they have no yeah. idea of the battle that's going on inside. Um, and that is a daily battle. You know, I have, I have a disease, which is a daily battle. I'm not my disease. My disease mm -hmm. is, it has attached itself as a companion. And, right. you know, occasionally we have a disagreement and sometimes it wins and sometimes I win. And you have to find that balance. 
But it's like, okay, that doesn't allow me to do ABC, but hey, I could do the rest of the alphabet. Exactly. I've just got to find a different way of doing it, right? So don't give in to their despair. Don't give in to the doom and gloom. Don't give in to even what challenge you've been given. Just find how to manage it, how to find that happy medium, because as you said, depression doesn't go away. Exactly. All we do is learn how to manage it so it doesn't consume us that we keep it in check. Exactly. And the moment that you start figuring yourself out and quit trying to get the opinion of others to match up, that is when you're going to be able to learn that you can wake up each morning and you can control the day that you have. Yes, and we can. And Mm -hmm. your book tells us that. Reverse the course of depression. The self-help guide of uncovering real causes of depression and living daily with a sound mind. How do people get that? And how do people find you? Sarah, they can find me at themickeybell.com. That is also all of my social medias, The Mickey Bell. The book is available on Amazon. If you go to my website, you can get the book and a small DVD that I have produced. It is me just looking into the camera. And I am literally taking you by the hand and I'm taking you about through about six different emotions. Mm. And I'm listing those emotions and telling you how I personally walk through those. Mm. So if you're the type of person that would like to have a DVD companion to that, you can get that on my website at themickeybell.com. But the book is available in all formats just by going to Amazon. Excellent. I'm so happy that, you know, that not only are you upfront about your depression, because, you know, really, quite honestly, when you do look at a lot of comedians, it's got to come from there, you know, because it's like, you know, you've got to laugh or you're going to cry. Right, right so, exactly. And in, but to be open about it, to be honest about it, especially as a guy, because as women will, you know, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, the stigma of it, you know, let's take this word stigma and throw it out. You know, every single one of us has got a challenge that we have to deal with right? Every single one of us. There's no shame in admitting what it is. There's no shame in saying I struggle. There's no shame in saying to anyone, yeah, you see this side of me, but there's this side of me. And we've, you know, this whole facade thing uh, of an illusion of who we are, the society's expectation of who we should be. Let's just put that in the bucket and flush it. Because we want you to be who you really are, flaws and all. I love this new word, flawsome. I love it. Flawsome. We're all flawsome. We've all got flaws, mm-hmm. but that's what makes us unique, right? It's how we deal with them, how we choose to live with them. And as you said, find a smile, find joy and find laughter in it. Because if you can't laugh at yourself, somebody else will be laughing at you. Absolutely. <laughs> Sarah, that is awesome. Thank you for having me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing. This has been absolutely wonderful. And, you know, it's There's always a way, right? There is always a way. It's all up to choice. Perfect. Thank you so much, love. And to everyone else, the the backlink, please get the book. Most certainly get the DVD because most of the time people just simply do not know how to go through their emotions. And as we've discussed today, to get to the other side, you have to go through it, right? There's no beam me up, Scotty. All right, got to go through it. So until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, 
or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.